You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, December 17th. I'm Donald Ware. And uh, again, we're going to take a look at North Carolina A&T. As you know, on yesterday, if you listened to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on Manic Monday, we looked strictly at Alcorn State as we get you set for the Celebration Bowl between Alcorn State and North Carolina A&T, a rematch of last year's Celebration Bowl. And as a matter of fact, the third time in the five years of the Celebration Bowl that the two teams will meet on this Takeaway Tuesday. Before we get to that, want to say congratulations to Ryan Stanley, who was named the Box to Row Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, the, the superlatives were announced on yesterday. The Willie Davis Defensive Player of the Year, Darius Royster, the defensive lineman from North Carolina Central. The Coaches of the Year, as a matter of fact, Buddy Pugh of South Carolina State and Damon Wilson of Bowie State named co-coaches of the year. The rookie of the year, Abdul Fateh Ibrahim of Alabama A&M, the wide receiver, had an absolutely phenomenal season, phenomenal season. He had in excess of 1,000 yards on 59 receptions with 11 touchdowns. And there was a – when you looked at the field for the rookies, I mean, there were a lot of rookies – that uh, could have gotten that award, but Ibrahim came away with the award. The special teams player of the year, Noel Ruiz, the kicker from North Carolina A&T, and the Impact Award, which is the other awards are voted upon by the voters. The Impact Award is given by Box to Row, and it was Felix Harper, the quarterback of Alcorn State. I mean, when you look at the fact that he wasn't even the starter coming into the year. Third game of the season takes over, ultimately finishes, or or I shouldn't even say finishes because he still has a game remaining, but stands at 29 touchdowns to just five interceptions. Currently, um, not only that, has thrown, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's been phenomenal for all Corn State. He's been the talk, uh, uh, one of the, uh, the topics of conversation as it relates to, to HBCU football because he put a All-American on the bench, put Noah Johnson, uh, in essence, on the bench who came in as the starter. As a matter of fact, I had him ranked as my number two player to watch coming into this season. And uh, so uh, thus, thus uh, named the uh, Impact Player of the Year for 2019 as a matter of fact we started that award back in 2015 because of another Alcorn State quarterback that quarterback Lenoris Footman of Alcorn State a similar situation going back to 2015 John Gibbs was the quarterback then Lenoris Footman dynamic just took over and uh uh, ultimately, and because of injury, just like with Noah Johnson, and ultimately, uh, John Gibbs did not see the field uh, much in 2015. Lenore's footman 
was absolutely splendid. Okay, let's look at the North Carolina A&T Aggies coming into this celebration bowl with a record of eight and three uh, conference champs for the third year in a row, shared the conference championship with South Carolina State. You know, you look at this A&T team and you look at it from an offensive perspective, and we'll start there, and it begins with the running game. And that begins with Jamaine Martin, box to row, All-American, phenomenal season, one of the top backs in all of uh, FCS football. Uh, He's amongst the leaders when you talk about rushing touchdowns. He has 21 when you talk about rushing yards. When you talk about rushing yards per game, uh, he was the leader in all of FCS uh, when you talk about yards per carry. And uh, he's just simply gotten it done this year. But you also look at um, what the offensive line has done uh, as well uh, this year, led by Marcus Pettiford. And it seems like A&T always has a, a great offensive lineman, and uh, at least one. But this offensive line as a unit has been absolutely splendid. And by the way, um, they've had some really, really good downfield blocking from the receivers as well. So it's been sort of a collective deal uh, when you look at the running game for North Carolina A&T. And this is the thing. Everybody talks about J- uh, Jamaine Martin, and rightfully so. But there's a, a kid by the name of Kashawn Baker who a lot of people don't talk about, but he is splendid as well. It's almost like a one-two punch. And a lot of times to spell Jamaine Martin, you put in uh, Kashawn Baker. He's a smaller back, uh, very shifty, very quick. As he's, he's, he's a quick back, whereas Jamaine Martin is a tough physical back who has a lot of speed. Kashawn Baker more of a, of a quicker back and um, gives you a lot uh, in that respect. You look at the offense, uh, 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 continuing to look at the offense, you look at the quarterback, Khalil Carter's a graduate student, played in the very first Celebration Bowl, um, as a matter of fact, and uh, had has really overcome some injuries. You look at his numbers, something like 16 touchdowns to three interceptions on the season, also can run with the football. He's going to be playing uh, sort of in his hometown. He's from Austell, Georgia. He's going to be coming back to Georgia to play. Didn't play in this game on last year. Wasn't the starting quarterback. The dynamic this year for Carter is that he is the starting quarterback this year. Even in 17, um, I believe he was injured that year. Last year was injured as well. So uh, he, he, he hadn't played since 2015, but he's been extremely efficient. Uh, he's run the offense, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, brings Uh, the element of being able to run the football, and he's got some really good receivers led by uh, Elijah Bell. We haven't talked a lot. We didn't talk a lot about uh, Elijah Bell last year. didn't talk about a lot about him this year. He had a a very good rookie year, a good sophomore year, not as much last year, fought off some injuries uh, on last year. And this year has had a really, really good season, but he's not talked about. You know, when you look at the MEAC, you talk about Xavier Smith and you talk about Burroughs uh, from South Carolina State, those guys. You talk about Kyle Anthony uh, from Howard. Um, But you, you talk about Elijah, but it's not like he's underrated. But, I mean, when you when you look at the first team selections, it was Smith and Burroughs this year. And I think the num- part of that is the numbers may dictate that. But uh, Bell's a big physical uh, receiver, very hard to guard. 
um, and, and to cover in that respect. And again, I'll talk more about what Alcorn State can bring to the table on Wednesday. This is a breakdown of A&T, just like we broke down Alcorn State last week. Zachary uh, Leslie, also another receiver, tall, uh, good receiver, possession type of receiver that also has um, some speed as well. So A&T is loaded, really, when you look at the Aggies from an offensive perspective. From a defensive perspective, this is the thing about North Carolina A&T. You look at A&T. It is, uh, it may be, I, have to, I hadn't looked at the FCS stats lately, and of course FCS football still being played, but it's certainly a top five defense in all of FCS. This is the thing about a no first team, all MEAC guys. No first team, all MEAC guys, okay? But you look at, you know, you look at guys like a Jermaine McDaniel on, on one of the ends, Justin Cates uh, in the middle, um, these guys are really, really good. You look at Mac McCain. Mac McCain coming back from injury. His first two years, he was all MEAC. Um, even last year, he was all MEAC. Uh, he played. He was first team all MEAC. Played half the season. But this is a guy going back to his freshman year that had uh, three pick sixes. Uh, and then you look at also his freshman year as well had that big interception against Grambling in the Celebration Bowl that was sort of uh, a, a game changer at that time. So, uh, you you know, you look at some of these guys that, uh, you know, you look at a Jacob Roberts. Now, uh, when you look at A&T, Antoine Wilder, who's a hybrid uh, defensive back linebacker, he's, he's out. He won't play in this game. That's a big loss uh, for A&T. A&T, I mean, it, it, it's it, it's sort of like a plug and play situation in some respects, um, but when you take when you don't have a guy like a Antoine Wilder, a hybrid guy, he's just a he, he on the football field, he's just a nasty guy. Like he he he's gonna hit you hard. You're gonna know, uh, and you're gonna want to know where number nine is on the field at all times. But he's not gonna play in this football game, and I think that's going to be absolutely huge. But what A&T likes to do is A&T likes to stop the run first and has done a tremendous job overall of doing that last year. You look uh, this year, you look at North Carolina Central had something like negative nine yards rushing uh, when A&T and the Eagles played going back uh, uh, to the last Saturday uh, before Thanksgiving. Negative yards rushing for North Carolina Central um, in that football game. So this is a defense that maybe a lot of people don't know the names on the defense, but the numbers speak volumes. No, it's 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 really what you call a collective unit, and collectively the Aggies get the do- the uh, job done on the defensive side of the football. When you look at the special teams, Noel Ruiz, we mentioned him, the box to row special teams player of the year has connected on 21 of 25 field goals. That's 84%. And it's not like, you know, some of these are, are you know, he's he's got a 50-yarder. He's got a 52-yarder. Um, you know, uh, and talking to Sam Washington, um, he's he was kicking in practice uh, earlier uh, Monday morning, as a matter of fact, from 57 yards and making field goals. So this is a young man that has really elevated his game, could be, you know, a key component when you look at uh, this matchup between North Carolina A&T and Alcorn State. Remember, this was a game last year that was decided by two points, 24 to 22. So special teams could loom large in this football game uh, between North Carolina A&T 
and South Carolina State. So that's a breakdown of, of North Carolina A&T. And, and one of the things I also must mention is that A&T has been susceptible to the pass. And again, I'm not going to get into Alcorn State. Uh, going to break down the matchup between the two on tomorrow. But um, that is one area where uh, A&T has struggled, and that's in the pass defense. Although the last couple of games, A&T has been pretty good in the pass defense. So that's a look at the North Carolina A&T Aggies as uh, we're now uh, four days away from the Celebration Bowl between A&T and Alcorn State. On tomorrow's HBCU Football Daily Podcast, I'm going to take a look and begin to really look at both teams and what they do well. Look at some of the matchups as we look forward to the Celebration Bowl. Don't forget to tell a friend about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where they can, of course, download and listen online at BoxToRow.com, also on iHeartMedia.com. Talk with you tomorrow. I got dollars on my blogger. Serve it to my blogger.